All right, the first thing um, I want to do is, is apologize to the second service, because see, the first service got a little bit of a treat that you guys don't get. See, my, my, the rest of my family was here at the first service. They got to meet Ezekiel and Elijah and Sophie and Jess, and Jess got to, to speak a little bit. But when you have three kids under the age of three, um, two services is kind of tough. Um, so uh, I think hopefully at least two of them are taking a nap right now. We get about 12 minutes a day where all three of them are. Um, but, but hopefully right now at least two of them are. So unfortunately, you guys are stuck with me. Um, I, I apologize for that. Um, but, but, but Jess and, and the kids do want to say thank you as well. And, and that's kind of how I wanted to open it up um, is, uh, is, is just from, from, from myself on a personal level, from our family, uh, and from our organization as well. We, we just wanted to, uh, to say thank you to, to First Baptist. I did this in, in the first service as well. Um, but when, when we first kind of when we felt, first kind of felt God leading us to, to start this new ministry, there were a lot of things that kind of, that kind of had to fall into place first. And, uh, and, and we just started praying and, and trying to figure out where we could go to, to help us get this ministry off the ground. And, and, and like Cade said, I, I think I started coming to church here when I was in either sixth or seventh grade. Um, and, and I still in a lot of ways consider this, this my home church. And, um, and so we came here and, and just, uh, just asked uh, the leadership of the church what they could do to, to kind of help us get this ministry off the ground. And uh, I, I can say without reservation, without um, exaggerating at all, that, that our organization, All Things New, would, would not be where it is if it wasn't for this church and, uh, in, in, in a lot of different ways. And, and so the, the first thing I want to do is just say thank you for, for all that you do. I'm going to share a little bit about what your support and what you guys have done um, through, through our ministry. Uh, but, but I don't want to miss the opportunity to, to, to just say thank you for uh, the, the financial support, the, the spiritual support. We, we know you guys pray for us. Um, and, and also the encouragement that you guys give when you send teams down. And, and even when, just when we come back up to, to visit, just knowing that, um, that you guys are here to encourage us. It means a lot. And, and so that's the first thing. We, we just want to say thank you. And I, I do want to share. It's important for you guys to know some of the things that, that your support with our ministry does. Um, and so there's a picture um, that, that, that I want to show you guys first. It's a picture of, of our kids. Um, we have uh, 21 kids who live with us. We have uh, an additional nine kids who, who we take care of in, in, in different ways. Um, and basically send, sending them to school. And, and so what, what they do or what, what your support does for them, um, one thing, it gets them three meals a day. Um, that is highly unusual in, in Haiti, the, the country where, where our organization operates is, is Haiti. I think I should have probably mentioned that initially. Um, but, uh, but, but getting three meals a day that they're cared for, that they have special outings, like they get to go to the beach sometimes or, or go different places sometimes. Um, and, and, and yeah, that's them. Uh, so in Haiti, you dress up really nicely to go to the beach. I have no idea why. Um, you put on like dresses and stuff and then you change when you get there and then change back when you leave. Um, strange thing. Anyway, the next picture is, is, is a picture of all the kids at school. That's their first day of school this past year. Um, and just a, a story about that um, is the first year that we were there with, with, with our kids and with all things. We had 34 children with us at the time. And of those 34 kids, four of them passed, which is obviously not good. Like that's, we, you don't want that kind of passing rate. And so this past year, uh, when school ended, all of our kids passed. All 30 of the kids that we send to school are, are moving on to the next grade. It's a huge deal. It's a, it's a big thing for us. And, um, and, and I believe most of our kids are actually going to graduate uh, high school. Only about 10% of kids in Haiti do. Uh, and, and I think most of our kids have a chance to do that, uh, which is another big thing. And so our next picture here is 
um, a picture of Nushka with one of our girls, Malik, and, and Nushka is one of our house moms. And another important thing that, 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 that your support helps us to do is we have 30 employees, uh, house moms, security, cooks, drivers, different, uh, different things like that. And in, in a place where there's about 80% unemployment, to be able to offer, offer jobs and good jobs to, to that number of people is, is, a, is a big deal. Um, and so this is Nushka, and this is, uh, and we know with, with the money that she's able to make, she's able to send her four kids to school, and she's able to help uh, her husband, her mom and dad, her cousins, her aunts and uncles. Uh, and, and so one person has a job, it's actually more like 20 people having, uh, having some of the benefits from that as well. Um, and then you have one more picture is a, of, of Wisner, one of our other employees. Uh, should be the last picture there. And um, the other thing, not only are, are we able to, to bless our employees, but the blessing that they give back to us is huge. We, we have wonderful employees, wonderful uh, people who, who really, really love our kids, really take care of them. Um, they're the reason that we're able to come back to the States. Like we, we can leave our kids there in Haiti, knowing that the, the, the 30 people that we hired will, will do a wonderful job of taking care of them and, and being there for them. Um, and the bottom line of, of all of that is, is that our kids are loved, that they're, they're cared for. Um, I, I really feel like through, through your support, through the things that we're able to do, they're gonna be able to reach the potential that, uh, that, that God has for their lives, and, and, and that's a huge thing. Um, so that's, that's kind of all things new in, in a really short, quick nutshell. Uh, just for a shameless plug for, for our organization, we do have a, a fundraiser tonight at 5 p.m. at Delavant Event Center. If you guys are interested in coming, we would love to have you. And at that place, it won't just be me talking. You'll get to meet the rest of my family. Um, and, and Jessica, she kind of adds the emotion to our coupleship, I guess. And uh, she'll be speaking with me, and, um, and, and it, it'll be good to, to hear a little bit more about what All Things New is and what we do and, and all that kind of stuff. So we, we'd love to have you guys out there. Um, but like Kate said, today is Orphan Sunday. Um, it's, it's a Sunday where, where churches really around America and then also around the world as well uh, kind of gather together to, to talk about, uh, to discuss the, the orphan crisis worldwide, but also to talk about ways that, that, we, can, that we can make a change in the world. And, and so that's what I want to talk about a little bit. And, and as you can probably tell, based on some of the things that I've shared with you so far, um, Orphan Sunday and, and this topic or this idea uh, is, is very important in, in my life personally, in our family's life. Uh, first of all, because we started All Things New, uh, and, and, and we've been down there for about five years now, just kind of working with these kids and, and trying to help them get, get, to, get to the, like I said, reach the potential that, uh, that they have. And um, after that, we, we also have adopted two children. Um, our, our daughter, Sophie, who just turned three about a week ago. Um, our son, Elijah, who will turn two in February. Uh, and, and they've been just incredible additions to our family. We, we adopted them in Jacksonville. Um, and then our third kid who came, uh, who started living with us about three weeks ago, his name is Ezekiel. Um, he's six months old as of a couple of days ago. And so we took guardianship of him uh, through the, the court system and, and the Department of Children and Family Services in Haiti. And I, I can't share the whole story this morning, um, it's, it's an incredible story. Like babies Ezekiel's age do, don't really come from Haiti to America. It doesn't happen. Um, we know of a lot of people who have tried, and, uh, and, and I have no idea still how he's with us right now, but he is with us, um, it's, and it really is a miracle. And I'd love to share the story with you, like if you guys are interested in that kind of thing. Um, like I said, I don't have time right now, but after the service or, or whenever, if you guys would uh, want to hear, um, there's some 
There's some kind of funny parts to it, which there always is, but there's some, um, but there's also some really interesting parts. And, and like I said, I'd love to share that with you. Um, but, but all of that to say that, that this kind of, that this topic, this kind of thing means a lot to me on a personal level. And, uh, and, and when we talk about adoption, orphan care, helping um, vulnerable people, helping the helpless throughout the word of God, those, those things are discussed. And so one of the challenges with, with sharing a, a, a sermon, preaching a sermon on, on this topic is there's just so many different things you can talk about, literally thousands of verses that you could go to and, and, and really have a, a foundation to, to talk about this idea. And, and just a few of them that we're not gonna talk about, uh, just, I don't know why I'm sharing these with you, but, uh, but like James 127, just a, a great verse. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys know that Romans 8, where it, it kind of describes the idea that God has, has adopted us into his family. All throughout the Psalms, it talks about the fatherless. Really throughout the Old Testament, it talks about the fatherless and the widow as is, is two of the, the, the helpless members of society that we're called to reach out to and, 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 and kind of take on into our own families. Uh, all throughout the New Testament where it talks about helping the helpless and helping those that, that can't really help themselves. And, and so today, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna be in James chapter one, but not verse 27. We're gonna be in James chapter one, verse 22 to 25. You guys wanna turn there? Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna really focus on verse 22 it's going to be kind of the, 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 the verse that, that, that carries us through, the, through, but the rest of the verses give us a little bit of context as well. So, uh, James chapter 1, verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Let's pray together. God, we, um, we thank you so much for, for a chance to come together and a chance to worship you, God. We, we pray right now that, that as we open up your word, and every time we open your word, God, that, that you would change our lives. God, that you wouldn't just, just change our hearts on, on the inside, but, but that you would allow that, that change, that your word promotes, God, you would allow that to, to, to move forward into our actions. God, to, to not only move forward to our actions, but, but to help us change the world, to help us change everything that we see, God. We, we, we ask for that, and we, we earnestly believe that you can do that for us this morning, and uh, we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. All right, so, um, so orphan care in general, it's, it's, a, it's a huge issue throughout the world. It's a huge issue in America. It's a huge issue. I want to give you a few statistics about what that looks like and kind of what that means. Uh, and, then, and then talk a little bit about those statistics. But one of the things um, that, that you'll read, like if you, if you Google, uh, do a Google search, a quick one in, one of the things you'll see is that there are about 150 million orphans worldwide, maybe a few more, maybe a few less, um, but, but around 150 million orphans worldwide. There's about 20,000 children under the age of five every day who die from either malnourishment or preventable diseases. 20,000 children every single day. There's about 400,000 children in foster care in America. And of those 400,000 children, there's over 100,000 that are just waiting to be adopted into a family. Just waiting, and, and it, the average is I think three or three and a half years of, of waiting before, before they're able to, to enter into a family. There's about a million abortions every single year, um, and only about 4% of unwanted pregnancies here in America actually end in adoption um, for a lot of different reasons, but partly because as, as the church, we haven't gone out and said we're, we're willing to, to take these children. We, we love these children. We, they, they deserve to, to be a part of a family. And, 
And, and all of those issues, all of those numbers, like, I don't know how many of you guys are numbers people, but, but just hearing those issues, it, it, should, it should really break our hearts for what's happening in the world. Like, it, it, should, it should make us think and consider, like, what, what is going on in the world that, that these types of things, and, and even more numbers than that, even more statistics than that, how can these types of things be happening? Because, like, when we leave here, we get to go into a, to a nice air-conditioned, probably restaurant, maybe house, uh, get, get to have a nice meal, get to spend some time with the family, maybe watch some football later, um, get to get up in the morning, go to school or, or go to work. And, and, and we can do those things and allow these numbers to not mean anything. Or, or, or we can start thinking that the, the, the life that we have, there, there, there has to be something else to it. Because outside of these walls, all of these things are, are actually happening. They're not just numbers on a, on a piece of paper. They're actually happening. And, 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 and they should break our hearts. And, and so, so a lot of us, we sit in and we hear things like that and, and we think, yeah, that big guy who used to live here is right, but what are we going to go have for lunch now? Or, um, or, or, or yeah, that, that sounds right and, and those numbers are terrible. Like, I don't think anybody would, would, would really argue with that, that, that that's a terrible thing to hear. But then in, in the same breath, they'll, they'll, we, we just move forward and, and, and talk about what our plans for the week, for, for the day are. And, and, and one of the things I want to bring our attention to is I, I want to bring our attention to like a, a concordance search that I did with the words compassion and the words Jesus. And I'm just going to throw out some verses. Um, just uh, You can kind of turn to them if, if you hear one that you want to turn to. And, uh, but, but I'm just going to throw out a bunch and, uh, and then I'm going to describe to you why I'm throwing, you, throwing those verses out. Matthew 9, 36, 14, 14, 15, 32, 20, 34, Mark 1, 41, 6, 34, 8, 2, Luke 15, 20, and every single one of these verses has something to do with, with, with the word compassion in, in, in Jesus in, in, in that same passage or in that same verse. And do you know what happens every single time the word compassion is mentioned in, in, in relationship to Jesus? 100% of the time. Every single time an action follow, follows the word compassion. It's not just that Jesus looks on the crowd and has compassion on them and says, I feel bad for you guys, I'll see you later. Right? Like, like every time he has compassion, he does something about the compassion that he feels for the people. Whether it be going out and, and, and seeing someone who, who has leprosy and, and, and touching that person when no one else will touch them. Or, or whether it means healing people or whether it means speaking life into people. Wh whatever it means, he, he actually let the, the compassion that he felt move him to action. And, and, and he looked at the people, he, he lived amongst the people, he didn't care what it had to do with his social status, how it affected uh, the, the way other people thought about him, how, how many friends he had. He, he, didn't, he didn't allow those things to, to change the, the compassion that he felt, and he allowed that, 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 that thing that he felt, that compassion that he had for them, to go out and actually make a difference in the people's lives. And, and, and he caused us to do the same time. Every single time there's compassion, there's action. And, and it was uncomfortable. Right, like it, it, it wasn't a, a, an easy thing for him to do, to, to buck the, the system, to, to go against everything, uh, every kind of social norm, every kind of thing that he should have been doing. It wasn't an easy thing, it was, it was uncomfortable. And you know, every time we get involved in something like adoption or foster care or, or, or taking care of, of, of orphans worldwide, it's, it's an uncomfortable thing. When you get involved in those types of things, it's, it's not easy. And, and I can tell you from personal experience, and it's, it's really, really hard, right? Like to, 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 to go to Haiti and, 
um, and, and, and to, to learn a, a new culture, which I still am not even close to understanding in, in a lot of ways. To, to learn a new language, which, um, which we're, we're pretty fluent, but, but not 100% fluent in it, and, uh, and, and to try to communicate with people in, in, in a language other than, than your first spoken one. To, to go to a place where you don't have air conditioning, you don't have hot water, um, and, and, and when you're used to those types of things. And then uh, on, on top of that, to learn to take care of 14 teenagers. So 14 out of our 21 kids are teenagers. Cody, that's, you can understand why that's difficult, right? <laughs> um, and, and so 14 of our 20, and, and so learning to take care of teenagers, teenage girls, teenage boys who are all living under the same roof, it's, it's an uncomfortable thing. It's not an easy thing. It's really difficult. And then on top of that, a, a couple years into it, we, uh, we, we bring Sophie into our family. And then we, we figure out how to take an infant down to Haiti with us. Um, and I, I remember the first time we took her down. And you guys, anyone have the video baby monitors for, for your babies and it has the temperature gauge on the top? Do not take one of those to Haiti if you ever decide to move there. Because um, after 97 degrees, it just becomes two red lines. Um, and, and you never want to see that on the baby monitor, trust me. It's, uh, it's, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and and, and so, so taking, taking Sophie down for the first time and trying to make sure that she had clean water to put in her formula. Um, and, and, and then 15 months after Sophie was born, uh, ha uh, having Elijah join our family and, and, uh, and, and then taking him down to Haiti. And then 15 months after Elijah was born, um, adding Ezekiel to our family. Uh, and, and I told the first service, next August, which is 15 months after Ezekiel was born, we are not gonna answer a phone call. Uh, we're not gonna talk to anybody who has anything to do with foster care adoption because um, that, that 15 month deal is, I don't know what it is about it, but, um, but anyway, this, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing, right? It's, it's, it's not an easy, adoption is expensive, it's really expensive. Um, and, and foster care is really messy. There's always issues that, that, comes along, that, that comes along with foster care. Orphan care is complicated, especially when it's, when it's cross-cultural and especially when, when you don't understand the culture that you're going into. All of those things are, but at the same time and in the midst of it, it is the best thing that I've ever done. It's, it's one of the most wonderful things. I, I, it's hard to describe. It's easy to describe the difficulties. It's hard to describe how incredible it is to, to be a part of, 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 of something like that. And, and, and it's hard to describe how, how even in, in the midst of waking up and thinking, am I really supposed to be here? And then like an hour later saying, yeah, I am. Um, and, 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 and all of those things are, 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 are really difficult. But in addition to that, and, and not just me, and, and, but, but everyone in this room, we are 100% called to do it. It's not a question. There's some things you can question, right? You can question, am I called to go here? Or am I called to do that? Or am I called to, to speak here or do this or do that? There's some things that, that you just can't question whether or not you're called to it. Because a couple of verses after the verses I just read, uh, chapter 1, verse 27 in James, uh, it says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself uh, from being polluted by the world. We're called to do it. Like we, we can question certain things. You can't question whether or not you're called to, to take care of orphans, to take care of, 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 of the helpless. And, and there's two, uh, there's a lot more than two, but there's two like sayings that, that a lot of us use as, as Christians that I'm, gonna, that I'm gonna share with you guys today that, that, that can be really dangerous. They, they can be fine, they can, they can be good, but they can also be extremely dangerous in our walk. And, and the first one is, God told me to. You guys ever heard someone say that? God told me to do this, or, 
or I heard God say this, or I heard God tell me to do that. And a lot of times that's, that phrase can be followed by something that goes completely against what the Bible says. Right? And, and, and all of a sudden you say, God called me to do this thing that the Bible says isn't right, and, and you're trying to convince someone that God's calling you to do it. And, and I could give examples. Um, I, I'd hate to offend anyone with examples there, so I'm going to move on to the next one where I'll, I'll try to offend you. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, but, but the second thing, the second thing that, um, that a lot of us use is, I, I'm just not sure if I feel like God is calling me to do this. Anyone ever said that or heard that? I just don't feel like God is, is calling me here, or, or I just don't feel like God is, is, is leading me there. And there's some things you can say that about, right? And there's some things you absolutely can't. There are some things you can say, I don't feel like God is leading me there, but, but, but let, let me share with, with, with you a couple of things. You can never say, I don't feel like God is leading me to witness to someone. It's not true. You can't say it. 100% of the time, God is leading you to witness to people. It says it in his word. It doesn't matter how you feel, how, how, what you think, like how, how, you're, how you're going that day. God has called you to do that. Go to church, like going to church. I, have you ever heard someone say, I don't, I don't feel like God is calling me to go to church anymore. There's too many hypocrites or there's too many people who say this or say that. And, and I just don't feel like God is, is leading me to go to, yes, he is. He, he tells you that he's, he's calling you to, to be a part of a church. He tells you that over and over and over and over again in his word. He says that that's something that you're supposed to do, right? How, how many of you guys have ever, um, have ever had a house sitter at your house? Anyone? Ever had to go out of town for something and call someone else to come in and, and house it for you? Anyone ever do that? Like you have pets or like a really nice television. I don't know why you need a house sitter for a nice television, but um, you need a house sitter for some reason or another, right? Anyone ever? I, we, we've had to do that a few times specifically. Like we've had to have house sitters for us uh, because we have a house in, uh, in Jacksonville. And so when we go to Haiti, we have someone come in and watch our house because we also have uh, animals there. And, one of the things that you do with, uh, with house sitters is you leave them pretty detailed instructions of what they're supposed to do, right? Like you tell them you're supposed to do this, 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 and this, um, and, and, and they're supposed to follow that list of instructions, right? So, so we've never had a house sitter who could come back and tell me, well, I, I didn't know I was supposed to, to feed your cats twice a day. Well, yeah, you did. The, it's right there on the sheet of paper that we left, and you can't house it for us anymore. You know, that, that or, or for instance, um, after that first time you have a house sitter, you know you have to come up with, with new rules based on the, the things that the first house sitter did. Like, we had a house sitter who wore Jessica's clothes. I, I think that's kind of weird. Um, and, and so our new rule for house sitters is don't wear Jessica's clothes. Uh, I, who knew? Um, there's, there's always rules that, that, that you never knew you had to make. Um, uh, anyway, so, so, so when, when a house sitter comes to our house and, 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 and we leave this note, they can't ever come back and say, well, I just didn't feel like I was supposed to feed your dog uh, twice a day, or I didn't really feel like I was supposed to uh, take the, or, or clean the cat box out at least once a week, and um, even though you were gone for two months, I just didn't feel like I was supposed to do that for you, right? Um, so, and, 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 and the good thing about, for us as Christians, and for us as followers of Christ, is there are things that we're just called to do. Doesn't, we don't have to feel a certain way. We don't have to think a certain way. The, the word of God, the, the word that he left us tells us, you were called to do this. You were called to do that. Right? You were called to, to share your faith with people. You just are. 
It might be hard, it might be uncomfortable, but you are just called to do it. Right? You, you are called to go to church. You are called to, to love your wife and love your husband and to fight for your marriage. You are called to do that. You can say you don't feel like doing it. You can say that's, that's not something that I want to do right now, but that is not what you're called to do. You are called to fight for your marriage. Right? In, 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 in the verse that I just read and, and throughout the Bible, no one in this room, including myself, nobody can say, I was not called to orphan care. You just can't say it. I was not called to, to protect those who can't protect themselves. I wasn't called, I don't feel like I was called to, to protect the fatherless or, or to care for, for, for the people who have no one to care for them or to help the helpless. I, I don't feel like I'm called to that. You're, it's, it's not right. You were. You were 100% called to do that. No matter how you feel, no matter how I feel, we are called to take care of the orphan, to take care of, of kids who don't have families, to take care of kids who don't have moms and dads. You are called to help them. I am called to help them. We just are. No matter, no matter what else, we just are. And so th there's, there's this idea that we have, like there's this assumption that we have, right? That there are certain things that only like the the big Christians can do, like the, the really good guys or the really good girls, like the, the good people, they can do that. Like they, can, they can be pastors or they can be missionaries or they can adopt or they can do this or they can do that because, man, they're, they're at this level where they've been called to do that, those, those types of things and, 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 and they're, just, they're just there. And, and so we assume that, that those types of things are, 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 are for those types of people. Right, and so we say, well, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna sit and wait and see what God calls me to do. Right, I'm gonna wait till I hear where he's leading me, where he's calling me, and, and so we say that, and, and so we start to sit and we start to wait. Right, and then we sit and we wait a little bit more, and then we say, I'm just, I really just wanna know where God's calling me. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna wait right here and, and just hang out until I know what God is leading me to until I know what God is calling me to do and, and we sit and we wait and we sit and we wait and then all of a sudden we still don't feel God calling us to do anything and so we start to fill our schedules up with things, right? Like as students, we start to fill our schedules up with school and with sports and then uh, we, we, we start to, to, to fill our schedules up with work and with friends and with parties and then we have kids and then we start to live vicariously through our kids and we start to fill their schedules up with things. Right, and, and, and so then we're, we're so busy with, 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 with baseball and dance and music and whatever else we can get interested in. I know there's other stuff too. Um, and, and, and we get so involved and, and, and so wrapped up in those things that we even forget to sit and wait anymore. And, and, and there's no room for God to speak into our lives because every second of every day of our lives are planned straight to the last minute when we, when we lay our heads down on the pillow. And all of a sudden, that sitting and waiting to, to hear for God, which we're not really called to do anyway because we know what we're supposed to do based on the word of God, and that sitting and waiting turns into doing and doing, and you know what we're doing? We're doing things that don't matter. We fill our schedules up with things that, that, that just don't mean anything. And, and, and the whole time, the word of God is calling us to things that are eternal, and we're doing all these temporary things that an hour after they're done, they're, they're done, and, 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 and it just doesn't mean anything. We're, we're called to more than that. We're, 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 we're followers of Christ. We're, we're sons and daughters of, of God. We're called to do things that are eternal. We're called to do things that are great. And, and, and I want to ask you a couple of questions based on that. Just, just a few things and, um, and just, they're, they're rhetorical. You don't have to answer them. Um, but parents, I, I, I want to ask you this. Do you 
logically, does it, does it make more sense as parents that we're called to make our son a better and better and better baseball player or, or, or to teach our son what it means to have a, a, another child come into our family and show them what it means to have a mom and dad? Do you think it, it makes more sense that God has called us to make our daughters better, better dancers and better students? Or does it make more sense to, to, to model for them what it means to, to go out onto the mission field and, and to serve other people who, who, who may not ever hear the word of God otherwise? Is, and, and, and students, does it, does it make more sense that you're supposed to, 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 to risk your life making, or to, to pour your life into making good grades and, and going, getting into a good school, which is good, or does it make more sense to say, God, I'm, I'm here, I, I'm, I'm willing to go here, I'm willing to go wherever it is you want to send me based on your word? Grandparents, does it make more sense that God is calling you to spoil your grandchildren? Or does it make more sense that you're supposed to model what it means to, to give of your, of, of your finances, to give of your time, to, to give whatever you can to, to show them, to, to show your grandchildren what it looks like to, to be a follower of Christ? What, what makes more sense? God is calling us not, not to, the, to the little things, but to the big things, and it says so here. It doesn't matter what you feel like, how, 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 you're, how you think, what, what, what the world is telling you to do, what social media is telling you, none of those things matter. Right, and, and, and so my challenge for myself, my challenge for everyone in this room, change, change the assumption. What if, what if every, every single person in this room assumed that you were called to foster care? How would that change the city? How would it change this, this, this area of Georgia? What if everybody in this room assumed that you were called to adoption? And, and, and so you pursue adoption, whether it be local, international, whether it be through Department of, of Children and Family Services, whether it be private, what, whatever it is. What if you assumed and, and, until God showed you otherwise that you were called to adopt? Because you were. You were called to take care of, people, of, of, of kids who don't have parents. You, you're, you're, you, you just are. And, and, and so if, what if we started to assume that what the word of God calls us to is actually what God wants us to do? And maybe he doesn't care as much about, uh, about what happened last night on, 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 on the fake battlefields that we call football stadiums. Or what, what if he doesn't, doesn't care as much about what happens a little bit later today in, in, in the NFL? And, um, and, and just so you know, I'm a Jaguars fan now because I've, I've been in Jacksonville for long enough. But, but, but let's, let's, let's assume that, that God doesn't care about those things. And, and, and let's assume he actually cares about the things he says he cares about. And, and, and so... So my challenge is simple. I guess my, my call for us today is, is a simple one. It, it's, it's a very easy thing to say. Sometimes a, a much harder thing to do. And, and, and my challenge for myself, my challenge for everybody in this room is simple. It's to act. Right? Don't, don't just listen to the word of God. But actually do what the word of, of God is calling us to do. Assume that what God is calling you to do in his word, share your faith, adopt, foster, take care of children, take care of widows, fight for your marriage, go to church. Assume that those things are actually true. And, and our challenge this morning for, for all of us is, is simple. 
let's act. Let's do what the word of God tells us to do. Let's pray. God, I, I thank you so much for who you are. First and foremost, God, that, that you care enough about us to call us, that you care enough about us to, to give us your word so we know what you want us to do. God, help us to care enough about you to do it. God, help us to love you enough to understand that, that the things that you want us to do, the things that you call us to do, are greater than, than a lot of the things that we're doing right now. God, you know we're not saying to, to get rid of everything. God, but, but what we are saying, what, we, what we're asking you to, to help us with is to help us to act on the things that your word tells us to act on. We love you. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen.